Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan this Friday night. Uh, Raushan, question for you. What is the greatest career or sports career comeback you have ever witnessed? For starters, I'm glad you didn't catch me by surprise. You actually gave me some time to prep for this because it is a big question and I can understand why you're asking me this in terms of what we're going to discuss. But to answer your question, Christian Eriksen has to be. To go from a heart attack and literally just passing out on the football pitch. So now playing for Manchester United, I think as as an arc, as a redemption arc, Mm, to steal mm, a term mm. from uh, the movies, I think it's quite nice. And he got a a recognition award uh, just end of last week or early this week, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it was, uh, I can't remember what award it was, but you're right. Because I remember watching Christian Eriksen fall playing for Denmark. And and there were shivers because all over social media is like, it's gone, it's gone. And we all knew Christian Eriksen was such a capable player. Yeah. And then to see, I think what makes it all the more beautiful is this Manchester United move hasn't come about just because there's PR or feel-good mm. factor. Mm. He went to a lesser club, decided he's ready for it and then took a challenge for himself. So as far as uh, comebacks go, I think that's quite yeah. special. For me, it's uh, Rocky Balboa versus Mr. T. Ah. No, it's not real. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> but yeah, you know. But you know, everyone loves a comeback story. That's why in the movies it's so successful, and in real life as well, they give out awards for it, recognition for it. And right now in the world of sport, we're looking at two people who kind of have another shot at success. Although for the first one, I I do question this this term. I mean, why are we saying he needs another shot at the top? Do we not recognise Jose Mourinho as a top manager? I I think we do. I think we do. I think this is more to do with Roma and where they stand. Historically, Ah. a brilliant club. But you could tell when Jose took up that Roma job, it was almost like he had to go somewhere and prove something a bit, like reinvent himself because his reputation was on the ropes, shall we say, after how it left at Spurs and then prior to that Manchester United, right? So I think the Roma job has given him that platform out of the spotlight suddenly. And then now to be linked to a PSG job. I don't think PSG, to be fair, I think Roma have more history than PSG, but PSG have more money. PSG have more backing. And that equates to a big job in this day and age. Fair point that you make there. And, you know, Jose Mourinho said so himself in an interview with Joe Cole. When he took on the Roma job, it was not about immediate success. It was going to take time. And he kind of knew the limits of the squad that he had and the real challenge of rebuilding the squad's reputation. But when you consider, you know, how he's got a reputation himself of, uh, how should I say, letting things crumble after the three seasons, I feel Jose Marino has found peace. It does seem so, right? It does seem so. I, I always put that down to age, but I like the perspective <laughs> you're bringing to me because I think both of us have been to Rome, beautiful city to live yeah. and work in, I would think so. Yeah. And and the people have really taken kindly to him. I think he ended Roma's wait to win trophies last year. You could see it could be a lesser club in that sense, but he's enjoying it. He's relishing it. But I just feel with talked about this before, sports people being wired slightly differently, right? So maybe it's nice to be out of the spotlight, but we know someone like Jose lives for the spotlight, right? And about that three-year project thing, I think PSG are desperately in need of a shot in the arm as well, and I think Jose might just bring that on board. Ooh, I don't know. Do you think Jose should go to Paris Saint-Germain? I I, I would like to see it. I think it's blockbuster. I think it'll be interesting. I think with PSG, they are also running out of managers. They've run through a whole laundry list of managers. They've courted Zidane for a long, long time because of the French capital him being a French legend hasn't really worked out and the way the PSG project is crumbling 
perhaps it needs Jose Mourinho to come along. And I'm very keen on this, not just because it'll be blockbuster, the headlines will be great, but I think Jose's reinvented himself slightly. So I would like to see this new Jose, I'm not going to say 2.0 because we've seen a few reinventions, but this new Jose in terms of what he's learned at Roma, managing a younger squad, managing cheaper players, so to speak. If he brings that, Jose confirmed brings success but that new Jose might just bring something different to this PSG job and they don't just want to conquer the league anymore right they want the Champions League and Jose assures some uh, European prominence well I guess it'll be nice for Jose to add uh, the French Liga to his CV I mean that's almost like you surely will win right if you go to Paris Saint-Germain although I must say I kind of like this Jose Mourinho at Roma I mean if he wins the Europa League he is guaranteed to be in the Champions League next season and in that it's success already because you have brought Roma from out of nowhere back into Champions League football you've it's a nice progression and at his age he he has said before that you know he did have fancy Italy although the Italian press is not very forgiving and, and that's one of the things he was not too happy about uh, when he left Inter Milan but I don't know I, I kind of fancy Jose staying I, I feel like we talk about this in a career stand, right? You, you've you achieved everything you can in a certain job. You talk about bringing Roma to the Champions League. Maybe that's the glass ceiling for Roma because Maybe. it's not like yeah. they're going to come out and splash any more cash to grow on that. I mean, obviously, we've seen Napoli win the league this year, so perhaps there could be a fairy tale. Yeah. But it's not every day a job like PSG comes knocking yeah. as well. So yeah. I'm inclining towards Jose taking up that one last challenge because... Like we touched on earlier, Jose is Jose. That reputation will remain regardless of what he goes on to achieve now. But it'll be nice for him to have a crack and a blank paycheck to see, a checkbook rather, to see what he can uh, come out and do. We're going to talk about uh, someone else who's uh, gunning for another chance at glory. But uh, just on the back of what you just said, uh, Raushan, I'm thinking with, with born winners, with people who are naturally ambitious, it's hard to say no mm. to the prospect of, okay, so many managers, you know, Carlo Ancelotti, Marisi Pochentino, Thomas Tuchel, they've all tried to take Paris Saint-Germain uh, to become Champions League winners. The great Carlo Ancelotti couldn't. Jose will want to succeed where he failed. Yeah, I, I would think so. And that's right, that rivalry with Pep Guardiola to think about, right? Because mm. in all accounts, City are going to dominate Europe for yeah, a few years yeah. coming. So if Mourinho comes in, you throw Mourinho into the equation, especially with Ancelotti likely taking the Brazil job, I think I think there could be storylines there yeah, to follow yeah. up. And I think you, you can't question the motivation, right? It's not just about getting PSG back to his top. It's about Dam- uh, repairing that damaged reputation for yeah, Jose as yeah. well. So I, I, I just, I can see it happening. Yeah, and for them, uh, you, they tend to throw out words like unfinished business, a term that uh, Dan Ricardo, who is the uh, test driver, reserve driver for Red Bull, has come out to admit that he's got unfinished business and next year, 2024, he would love a shot at being on the grid proper. This guy, do you think he should have been like a world champion at some stage. He was doing quite well when he was uh, at Red Bull. Yeah, he certainly was. And then up came Max Verstappen and suddenly Red yeah. Bull decided to back Max. And you can understand it because Max has gone on to win world titles. But with Ricardo, I just feel he tried to not take Max head on. He tried to carve his own route, but he's blighted by a few poor choices in yeah. his career. Went to Renault, went to McLaren, didn't really work out. He's come back to that Red Bull family now, is the reserve driver. And I know he's gunning 
to be back in a seat for 2024 because we talk about the adrenaline rush. Imagine how much rush there is for yeah. a Formula One driver on a weekend. He clearly would miss it. And I think he as well has a bit of a damaged reputation or rather unfulfilled potential that he will look to look to try and get right, yeah. right? And, yeah. and I think with Red Bull, at least, it's not just two seats they're vying for because they obviously have uh, Toro Rosso, mm. Alfa Tauri, as it's Alpha called Tauri. now. So yep. Yep. there's there's four seats almost to gun for and I think one of it might be up for grabs earlier than 2024, perhaps. It'll be quite interesting to see Danny Ricciardo back uh, in the driver's seat. I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting and interviewing him at least three, four times. Such a nice guy, uh, naturally driven, and I think that's the kind of attitude you need if you're going to drive at 200, 300 uh, kilometers per hour, right? But the thing with Danny is, even though he's uh, about 33 years old, I think there is a chance for him to, to reach the top you just need a really good car and a team that backs you. I mean, I'm thinking back of the time of, remember, Braun GP, Jensen Button at his golden age winning the title, that one title that he got. And and what a great guy to, to win the title. Yeah, I think Formula One is as much about the machine as the man, right? Yeah. So if yeah. Ricardo's put his uh, hat on this Red Bull uh, horse now, so to speak, I think Red Bull is going in a good way. So perhaps he's timed it right. Having got a few moves wrong, it could actually work out in his favour. I do suspect it'll be hard to him see him and Max in the same Red Bull team. Somehow it just has too much friction for me. I, I think, you know, with Sergio Perez, uh, who has proved to be a great number two... I mean, I've never seen someone so cooperative uh, before. Um, um, you know, maybe Valtteri Bottas. You know, um, but how long would you know Sergio want to stay as number two? Is he contented that this is the high, the the high that he can receive, the highest that he can receive in his career? So that'll be an interesting question. But where, where though for for Ricardo? I see Ricardo trying to get back some confidence in okay. uh, Scuderia Toro Rosso, Alfa Tauri as they Alpha call Tauri, it, yeah, and yeah. then subsequently I fancy him for the Ferrari seat actually because I see Charles Leclerc getting a lot of bad press for not being able to live up to the expectation of being a Ferrari driver. Just last weekend in Miami, he yeah. he crashed at a couple of corners and it's happened more than once. So, hey, Formula 1 moves quite quickly, right? Anybody yeah. can move. Hamilton is, yes, he says he might stay on, but also beyond that, how many years will he stay on, especially if Mercedes can't provide him the machinery? And then in my mind, a Ricardo-George Russell combination is just blockbuster. So there's there's various different possibilities, nice. right? Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, at the end of the day, for, for the Hamilton situation, it's about recognizing that this hoorah is done. You're not going to go anywhere. You retire on the top. It's a very hard conversation that Total Wolf is going to have to have with Hamilton. And those two have a very, very clear respect for one another. Um, that would give Ricardo the chance in the Mercedes, but you wouldn't want to go in with uh, a car that's not quite there, right? You, you still want... So if the car is there, then why would Hamilton want to leave? Um, <laughs> Yuki Sonoda, for the amount of uh, blow-ups he's had, maybe he'll be out soon. But you look at the Ferrari. I mean, you brought up Ferrari. Charles Leclerc, for all the talent that he is, you look at uh, his, his other driver. That guy... Uh, for the life of me, his whose name escapes Carlos me, Sainz. Carlos Sainz, 
I mean, when you look at Carlos Sainz, is he not company man through and through? Yeah, he is. He is. He is. And that's the kind of driver that these teams like. You exactly. Know? Exactly. And I think that's why that's why Formula One is so much more about just the ability yeah. to drive, right? There's yeah. the whole marketing aspect. There's social media. There's the whole press you need to deal with. There's the company image you need yeah. to uphold. And it comes with so much. But going back to Carlos Sainz and Ricardo, both of them obviously grew up as Red Bull drivers and Carlos Sainz has so-called achieved the holy grail in terms of following Fernando Alonso, his idol's footsteps to drive I thought he's for. done better, actually, you know, even with, from McLaren and going into Ferrari. You, you see that nice progression. With Charles Leclerc, he was kind of rocketed into that. He handled it well, but ugh, I don't know. He's, he's Exactly. You know, the next big hope is like Lando Norris, maybe. <laughs> exactly. And, and there's so much pressure, right? But yeah, again, yeah. going back to Ricardo, I think to start with, he just, he just needs to get himself back in a Formula 1 car, see how he feels for it, especially with new regulations in place, new uh, technical regulations in place. So possibly, once he gets a bit of confidence, he might be in the shop window for a bigger team. But to start with, this is his one final shot at trying to make it big. You know, one thing's for sure, when season six of uh, Drive to Survive comes out, it's not going to be nice because there's no Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, who else is going to swear? Exactly. We need someone. You can't rely on Gunther Steiner all the time. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.